0: Mark Duffield from SENWA. Welcome to the Summer Edition of Sports ASA. Hey, guys. How are we going? Uh, very well. I just want to ask you first, uh, Mark, off the top, how's the build-up to the AFL season been in Perth?
1: Uh, it's been quite interesting, actually, because obviously there's a fair bit of intrigue around um, West Coast with the year they had last year and the fact that they've all come back looking really fit and pretty determined. Um so it's going to be fascinating to see how they go. And I think there's a bit of excitement about Freo, obviously, with playing finals last year and having a really good young list. And it's just a matter of whether it's uh, it's ready to mature and push onwards and upwards or whether they plateau a bit, I think.
2: Now, Mark, with Freo taking on Adelaide right now, let's start with Freo first. Uh, last year, Fremantle were 12th in offense. It was probably the one real weakness of their team. Now, Rory Lobb is uh, gone across to the Bulldogs. Luke Jackson's come in, that fight potentially up there. How are they going to, I guess, improve in terms of their offense and what's sort of the chat over there in WA?
1: So I think the interesting thing with fight is that obviously the first thing he had to do was get his body right, and um, uh, it looks like that's happened. He looks a bit lighter and a bit more athletically dynamic than he's been. I think Nathan's answer to his injury problems in recent years was to get bigger. Um, and he probably got to the stage where he's pretty slow and cumbersome. So I think he's, he's kind of worked that out, and he's gone in the other direction. He looks a bit more dynamic. I think they're hoping he can be, you know, one of the, the two or three marking targets in attack. They're hoping Jackson will be one of them. And then, obviously, I think they're expecting a lot of... Um, one of either Jai Amis, second-year forward, who made a big impression in just a handful of games last year, and also Josh Tracy... Who was impressive the year before, but stagnated a bit last year. So he's a third-year forward. So they're going to be asking a bit of them, and they're also Matt Taverner is around the traps, but probably has a an injury track record, which suggests he can't be relied upon too much. So yeah, that's, I think that's their unanswered question. I think they've got a great defence, and I think they've got an emerging midfield that's already among the better midfields in the comp. So it's going to be a matter of putting the score on the board, and, and it's a bit of the unsolved riddle, I reckon.
2: Yeah, it definitely is, and I, I like the look of Jai Miss, uh, and hopefully he can have a good impact this year. I think one of the questions a lot of people are asking is, do you expect then Nat 5 to play 100% of the time in the forward line, or do you see it being a little bit more of a swapping into the midfield?
1: So I think in the past, Nathan has seen himself as a midfielder who will go forward when needed. I think he now has come to the conclusion that he's a forward who will only go into the midfield when he's absolutely needed. So I would expect him to be nine times out of 10, he'll be in the forward line. And then occasionally if they're getting absolutely beaten up in the midfield and need a big body in there, he might go in there for a short period of time to try and, um, you know, correct that. But yeah, ostensibly he's a forward now.
2: Right on Qe He actually just key to goal as well for the Dockers at the back in the forward line. So, uh, How's that for Nat Fife looking good? He does look a little bit more trim, as you've touched on, um, Mark, there as well.
0: I want to ask you about um, Alex Pierce being given the captaincy of Frio. A little bit of a surprise um, over here, but maybe not over there. No, I always thought I wrote a
1: piece for Code Sports uh, about three weeks ago and say, saying he was the guy. I mean, people think. Because Alex has been around for a long time and had a few injuries, I think he's older than he is. He's 27, so he's really in the slot to be the captain in terms of age. And he's um, he did the job last year in 16 matches and did it. He didn't he, he didn't just do it well; he did it superbly. So you know, there's not really a question of whether he can do the job. The question would be whether he can stay out there given his injury track record. He had um, good durability last year. In previous years, not so much. But I guess you have to apply the. The, the theory that, you know, as durable as Andy Brayshaw has been, he could still go out there in round one and break a leg. So um, you pick the best captain, I think, and you hope he stays fit. And I think they've got the structure right with having Andy Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong as the two deputies. If if Alex Pierce were to go down, their best two young leaders would share the role, I would imagine, and one of the other leadership group would step into a, a vice-captain role. So I think they've got that about right.
2: So, my last one on Freo before we move on to the Eagles. Under uh, Longmuir, they finished 12th, 11th, and 5th. So, they're heading in the right direction. However, this year, they have on paper got the toughest draw. So, do you see a potential um, regression from how they went last year?
1: i see probably more likely a plateau because I just reckon it may be 12 months before they get their forward line potent enough to take them further up the ladder defensively, they're very sound. I think that will hold them in good stead against most teams, even the better teams. Um, The draw, we always say the draw looks like this, and then two months later, it looks completely different. And it's not even about which good teams you play. It's about when you play them, isn't it? And how you're going and how they're going at that time. So I think that stuff tends to unfold differently as the season goes on to how we anticipated at the start of the season. I'd be surprised if they didn't make the eight. I'd be surprised if they got further than the second week of finals. I think they're they're in about that slot where they were last year.
0: Carbon copy of last year. We're speaking with Mark Duffield from SENWA and Code Sports. Uh, Let's switch our focus to the West Coast Eagles. There's a bit of talk around the West Coast that they're going okay at the minute. Everyone's going okay at the minute. But there is some, I guess, some positive signs coming out of the West Coast camp.
1: Yeah, so it's almost impossible to diagnose how bad last year was. We know it was catastrophic, but how catastrophic? You know, like what? how much of it was about the state of their list and how much of it was about the state of their health? I think that's, that's, the, that's the impossible thing to gauge. Um, and I think the other thing that you probably need to factor in before you get too pessimistic about them is, um, I think, um, as Kane Corns has accused them of, I think they did drop the ball a bit. With their fitness standards and that sort of thing, they they were able to get fit enough for a period of time, and they thought fit enough would be enough, as opposed to as fit as you can be. And um, and a few of them, I think they slipped a bit. And when you see a few of them play, you'll struggle to recognise them because they're a lot slimmer and they're a lot lighter and they're moving a lot better. So um, I think there'd be that about them. I think they'll have better player availability. Um, I don't have them in my eight, um, but I don't have them in the bottom four either. I think a lot of people are tipping them in the bottom four. I think they'll be somewhere, you know, in between those two groups. And I think they'll, they're capable of winning somewhere between seven and 11 games, I think.
2: So, Mark, if they are to finish in the bottom eight, uh, my question is whereabouts is the list at the moment? Is it a full rebuild? Is it a semi-rebuild? Now, they've they've gone from the second oldest list last season to the ninth oldest list this season. So there's a clear directive there in terms of what they're trying to do with their list. But – How do you see it in terms of, uh, is it a complete rebuild?
1: Not a complete rebuild, but I think it's a fairly significant transition. And I think that, um, um, you know, when is a rebuild not a rebuild, I guess, um, we can have all sorts of cute phrases about that as journalism A rebuild by any name is, is still a rebuild, you know, and sort of, so look, I see them, it's a significant transition for their list. Um, I think, um, Shannon Hearn, this will be his last season. I'd imagine I'd imagine Nick Natnui, this will either be his last or second last season. I would imagine Luke Shuey, this will either be his last or second last season. They've got young talent coming through. So of the kids they drafted at the top end last year, uh, Reuben Jinby and um, Elijah Hewitt, they both look like they can play. And the kid they picked up later in the draft, Noah Long, watch out for him if you get to watch the, the match practice tonight. He's... He's pretty handy and pretty clever, so he might be a bit of a, a bonus pickup for them. And the other one that might be a bit of a bonus for them is Campbell Chester. He was their first round draft pick last year. He's barely played footy in about three seasons. So he was... You had the COVID year in 2020 when all the Victorian juniors barely got to play. You had 2021 when he was injured and he only played about five games. And then 2022, first practice match against, um, against Fremantle, he got um, tipped up. Tunneled a little bit in a marking contest in about the first 10 minutes of the game, injured his foot, and didn't play again for the year. So he's a guy that we were wondering about, and you know, how is he going to go and how much would the missed footy affect him? I watched him play last Friday, and I have to say, it's pretty impressive. So he might be one that might come along a little bit quicker than they thought. Um, that said, they still need to find a clear ruck alternative to Nick Nui. And you've got young Harry Barnett over from South Australia who's just coming back from the rehab group at the moment, he'll be a little bit further down the track. The two guys that they'll be looking to to improve fairly markedly would be Bailey Williams and Callum Jamison. Um, Jinby looks like he'll play halfback in midfield. um, And he looks... You don't see many guys come in from the draft with his sort of physique and his sort of athletic capacity. Um, So I think there's young talent there. It's just that middle-of-the-list talent that they really have a dart in. And it's a case of... You know how sometimes clubs find players they didn't realise they had? I think they need to do that with two, three or even four players at West Coast to really um, not avoid the full rebuild at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting stuff. I was going to ask you about Campbell Chesson and it's great that you answered that. And the hype there is real, which is good to hear. The the other one that's got a bit of hype at the moment and – it's his body that's let him down over the journey. But when he's on the park, he is he's one of the better players in the competition, is Elliot Yo? How is Elliot tracking and how do you see his year in 2023?
1: Yeah, well, he's airborne at the moment. He's wow. like absolute brutes. Um, just owned the game last Friday. Um, looks absolutely ripping, Nick. Um, and looks like he, he got criticised a fair bit. Um, I think he was another one that Kane gave a clip to, and um, <laughs> uh, I think he, he's on a bit of a mission. I think to prove a few people wrong. I asked for an, an interview. Um, asked the for an interview with him last week, and got told in no uncertain terms that he wouldn't be, and, uh, and that he was aiming to uh, to set the record straight on how well he can play. Of course, he had OP for I think it was 2020 and 2021, and then he um, he ripped a calf. Um, the same night that Chester got hurt actually last year and then um, came back against Port and suffered another soft tissue injury and got concussed as well. And, and that kind of stuffed his season completely. So, yeah, he looks like the Elliot Yo of 2019. And um, I had Josh Kennedy on my show on SENWA the other day. Josh Kennedy just declared him straight out. He said, he's our best player. Um, and so if he's back in that sort of nick, then that's a massive bonus for them.
2: That is, that's massive. That's ominous signs to the rest of the league. Uh, the other one as well is a very valuable player, Nick Nat. Where, where is he at? If if he's up and about, and Elliot Yeo's up and about in that midfield, Bonds, I can't see them not competing against Correct. any team in the competition.
1: Correct. So the the worry with Nick Nat Nui is that he's got an Achilles problem that's flared, and um and, and this is one of the worries that they're going to have to you know manage is that Before they've played a game against any opposition, they've got two players, Luke Shuey and Nick Natnui, that are already being managed. Um, Luke Shuey didn't play last Friday, and he won't play tonight. And Nick Natnui won't play tonight. They're hoping both will play next Friday against Adelaide. So that's a bit of a concern for them. Nick looks fitter. He looks lighter. He looks more agile. But that Achilles has flared and uh, how quickly that settles down and how he can manage that through the season will have a big saying in what sort of impact he has.
0: Before we let you go, Mark, um, just with the, all that being said and and a bit of a mini rebuild for West Coast here, if they have another bad year, perhaps they finish bottom four. Will the pressure come for Adam Simpson? I think the pressure will come from their
1: fans. Their fans are a very entitled group. They, they believe they they should just you know start buying finals tickets in about mid February. So um, you know that's been the club's history. So yeah, I think there'll be pressure on. Having said that, um, Adam, um, Trevor Nisbet, their CEO, has always believed in stable football clubs. And often when you think a coach is under severe pressure at West Coast, he's about 12 months away from being under pressure where Trevor Nisbet is concerned. And, And Trevor Nisbet still exerts enormous influence over the West Coast board. He's almost like the football brain on that board. So I think that provided they can see some signs there, I think you'll probably be okay for going into next year. But um, you you wouldn't want them to have one of those pretend bounce years where they get to about, you know, 10 wins and then they slump again next year. I think that would be the real danger for Simo.
0: Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it, mates, and keep up the good work over there in the West. Good on you, guys. Great to talk to you. Yeah, it was. Thank you, Mark. Mark Duffield from SENWA and for Code Sports, um, he knows everything about those two teams. Oh, uh, he's very,
2: very insightful. That was very interesting, Bonds. Mm. Um, I think that for any footy fan out there, but particularly people who are interested in the AFL fantasy, they'd want to listen to that chat with Mark. Then about who oh. who is going well. I know you were writing notes when he was talking, um, but even when he talks about guys like Elliot Yo, and you're like, "Wow, okay, he is primed and ready to go." Uh, he's airborne was his word, which Airborne. Is, that that is um that's huge praise. Now, really interesting and the point he made there about Elliot Yo is he had OP osteous pubis yes. and I I've dealt with that through my career and other players have too and you know that with that injury, it is debilitating because it is just always there. And so you'll be like, I can play, I can train through this, but I can't actually push off. I don't have the power. I don't have the strength. All of a sudden, I'll go into different games and training sessions and I feel ordinary. I'm lacking in so many areas. And he would have played through that at times over the past couple of seasons. And that's why he wouldn't have been the player we expected him to be. If that is gone and he is as fit as they are saying – he will be airborne and he will dominate the competition this year. Yeah.
0: I, I wrote down uh yo fantasy. That's what I wrote down. Yes. <laughs> so, interesting uh, media ban though. That he's he's shut oh. himself off. Like it's the self probably. Yeah, it is. It's the self directive
2: of I'm gonna show them on the field. Yeah. Uh, interesting. rather than talk in the media. I love it, to be honest. It's um it shows where his mindset's at and it's that real killer mindset, that mindset of I'm going, I've got a point to prove and I'm gonna show you.